Yo, here we are. What up? This is Wall I Talk. Shorty. Late night one. We're gonna make it work, though. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't. Yeah. It is. You're it not is. as burnt as I expected. Mm-hmm. Do you not wear shades when you're out there? I wear shades. You know what I mean? I got that sick tan I put line. Sunscreen on, man. I do too. But I don't think it's working that well. Mm. I'm a big, uh, like, body coverage guy. I think that's the way to go in general. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Except it's been 95 and calm. Yeah. How do you survive? Uh, How many bubbly waters do you have to drink to get through the day? Like seven. I had the best story the other day. Okay. These guys, they're from... Just in case, because we're going to have some new listeners this week. This is While I Talk with Will and Dan. We're two fishing guides in northern Minnesota. We're based out of Longville. And we tell fish stories and give you fishing information. Go. Okay. These guys. Farm guys. Anyway, this guy's vet was at the farm. Okay. Okay? He was like, man, I got my butt just chewed the other day. And the the guy who was fishing with was like, why? He's like, well, my daughter, she was yelling at me, hollering at me, because I was drinking her bubbly drinks. Her bubbly water. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, I'd ha- I, st- I told her, I'm just having a, uh, they're great for the ride to work. You know, I wake up early, I go to work. He's like, Dad, White Claws have alcohol. <laughs> He'd done it for weeks. Weeks. There were 30 of them in the back of his truck. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my God. That's so great. I had no idea. I could see how it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> um... This week's episode, we're going to do some housekeeping stuff right up front before we take a break. Um, we'll do a week in review. We're going to compare this year to last year. We're also going to do a Groundhog Day. Uh, we're going to do a preview for next week, and then we're getting out of here because mm-hmm. we need to work tomorrow. Yes. Sleep. Work. You worked a double. I know. I'm so proud of you. How do you feel? Burnt. <laughs> I got a full day tomorrow. Oh, man. I'm going to of those. I know. I got a full day out there tomorrow, too. Where are you going to be out of? Picked up. I'm going to be out of Battle Point. Ooh. Yeah. You going to do anything different? I'm going to pull spinners on North Bar. What kind of spinners? Uh, secret, like, tackle ones. Nice. You told them where you're going to... Do I have to edit that? No, I don't care. <laughs> there might not be any fish there. This is just a whim. Right. I'm going on a whim. Like a guy caught them there a few years ago when it got... Super hot. Nice. So I'm going to go try it. I like it. Deal. Um, all right. First thing. Will and I have... Dan and I. Uh, we have we have um, fishing friends that run Skeeter boats. And sometimes we take little jabs at the Skeeter boats. And I just got to clarify that those are supposed to be just super lighthearted funny stuff. It's like Ford versus Chevy, right? It's not supposed to be a big deal. Skeeters, I think Skeeters make excellent boats. I fished on one yesterday. Did you? It was very spacious. Spacious. They're nice. Some of the better fishermen uh, that we know on Leech, on our side, fish out of Skeeters. It's supposed to be a lighthearted joke. We didn't want anybody to take it too seriously. Um, so we apologize if we offended you. We know there's lots of good boat companies out there. Do you agree? I couldn't agree more. All right. Now, if a guy like you were to ask me. Dan, I want to ask you. What do you want to ask me? If you had to buy a boat made in Minnesota. Sure. What would it be? Are you talking about like a real high quality fiberglass boat? Uh, let's just make it a broad stroke. But yes. Okay. Maybe, That's what I desire. Maybe one that can just, like, eat up big water. <laughs> Is that possible? Maybe one that's sort of, like, designed by, like, professional anglers, guys who fish, like, big walleye circuits. Don't even think that's real. Maybe ones that, like, have real open platforms where you can kind of customize them to make them how you want them to be. Dan, you're just talking silly. All right. If you wanted that type of boat, I would tell you it'd be a warrior boat there, Wilbur. I have one of those. I do, too. No, you let's don't. Ha- let's clap hands. Nice. Uh, I looked at your elbow. All right. Um, you're going to do this one. Give them a little shakedown on what, what we're doing with this episode that's different than any other episode we've done. So, 
We've got big news here. We are doing a while I talk giveaway for free. And all we're going to give away a guided fishing trip with not just Dan and not just Will, but Dan and Will. Yep. But here's the parameters. You have to share the podcast page. You have to like the Facebook page. And then what else you got to do, Dan? That's it. That's it. Here's, and what, then you're here's what we're trying to do. Um, we've got a pretty good fan base. We're trying to build our fan base. And we don't have a real good way to extend right now besides trying to get the people who listen to this regularly to get it out a little bit to people who want to hear about it. We might even have a t-shirt for you. We would definitely have a t-shirt for you if we have a t-shirt that fits you. <laughs> uh, child's medium works great. Um, even if you have to sew two together. Right. So. So, yep, you got to like the page, share it. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the people who share the post, and then we're going to do a random number selector for the people that share the post. It's seven. And the number that pops up, which might be seven. It's going to be. Uh, the luckiest number. You're going you're gonna to win a half-day trip with Will and myself, which means that you can only bring one other person with you. Yes. Keep that in mind. Uh, it, it, there'll be four people in the boat. Myself, Will, you, and your partner in crime. We're going to go broke on Creek Chubbs. I'll buy half of them, you buy half of them. Then we'll only be half broke. Fine. It is going to be Creek Chub season, I think, by the time you get a date on our calendar. uh, It's it's going to be be legit, though. Creek Chub season. Going to be super legit. So Big bites. Half-day guide trip, Will and Dan. We'll find a date that works, and uh, we'll have a bunch of fun. And then we'll tell funny stories about the bunches of fun that we have. You're going to make the podcast. For sure going to make the podcast. It'll right. probably be one of our favorite trips of the year. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Let's uh, take a break, and then we'll get to the nitty-gritty. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. All right, we've got one listener question from Ken Miller. A uh, guy who's fished with us quite a bit. Super dude. Super nice dude. He actually made my he made my website, longvilleguide.com. You oh, need really? to look me up. That's way easier than Googling me. Ken, come on, man. Like, throw me a freaking great You can idea. do longvilleguides.com. Ah, nope. Or just do it without an E or something. It's too late. Dude, it's sick. <laughs> it's sick. I need to send him some pictures. Ken asks... Um, with the high temps, high temps, why don't you guys run? Is it bimini tops? That's how I pronounce bimini it. Bimini tops. But I've come from a refined school, Remore. <laughs> it's a French settlement. Remore. Um, still too young. Takes up too much space. Mice food? Question mark. Uh, why don't biggest we? thing is I've never ever seen a bimini on a tiller. Never ever. I have not. I I do think that it's an option. I don't. I'm speaking way out of line here. I don't know for sure, but I think you can get one on a tiller. But like our whole, the whole plan, right? Open floor plan. Open, like nothing in the way. Mm-hmm. Bimini top is like a bunch in the way. It's all in the way. Mm-hmm. So that's why, Ken, we don't want it in the way. Yeah, we don't want to. I've got enough of my garbage in the way. I can't handle a bit anymore. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean... That's it. I would never... Even if I had a wheelboat, I don't think I could get myself to go through the hassle. I have spent some... I've spent one real rainy day on Lake Wabado underneath the Bimini. Really? Seven years ago. And it was wonderful. We sat underneath the Bimini, drank beer, had a nice time. I was very thankful that we weren't getting poured on. And then when the rain stopped, we went fishing. Excellent. Yeah. That's it. Nice. Um, before we get to the weekend review, I've got a question for you all and for Wilbur. If you have something like 
I know I'm kind of springing this on you, but I was cleaning walleyes today, and the one walleye had two rocks in its stomach. It had a crayfish, a perch, and two rocks in its stomach. So I want to know, like, the weirdest thing somebody's found inside of a fish. I've never found anything strange inside of a fish. Nothing? Nothing that isn't out of the realm of norm. Uh... That's weird. That had to have happened when they ate crayfish, for sure. Like, easily explained. But two rocks. I also want to know, and I'll maybe ask my fisheries buddies, guys, this. um, What happens to the rocks? You gotta pass it. No, I think they're in there forever. You think their stomach turns into a gizzard? This is how evolution happens? Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm very curious, though. Um, I find jigs all the time in pike. Mm-hmm. I found these two rocks, and I once found a zebra mussel in a cast lake walleye. Strange. I assume same scenario. Accidental. Mm-hmm. Accidental. But I'd like to hear weirdest thing you found in a fish. All right. How was your week? Um, for the conditions, I thought I did quite well. Um, the Biggest thing I had found for us to be successful um, was to go over bunches of fish. I had to go over um, and check lots of spots and nothing is permanent. The big thing I have to remember is nothing is permanent Mm -hmm. right now. Um, Even though they're there when you first start, doesn't mean they're there while you're fishing. It's time to keep moving. Um, I had a few days... Um, where jig and wraps absolutely saved the day. Last year we talked about how jig and wraps, maybe they didn't, they didn't work very well last year. Jig and wraps have saved me, uh, saved my trips, uh, three times anyway. Three times. Yep. So, uh, good for you. Yeah. You and I'm glad you're fishing them. Yeah. Have I'm glad had, I, have you had success with customers? teaching them how to do it the one customer saved the trip because that's i had four jigging wraps in the boat i had no plans other than the first 20 minutes to throw jigging wraps on some shoreline stuff they're going to be there we're going to catch a couple and we caught one doing that had a couple other bites lost them and then he just it got times got tough he's I, he was like hey why don't i just try that jigging wrap again and he caught a bunch of fish for us. It was really a lifesaver for that for that trip. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually throwing number fives. But we lost three of them that day, so he got left with the last one. And it, I do believe it was the wrong color. Um, but it made a big difference. Sure. Went from being a very slow day to a... Wildly mediocre. That's, that's like generally what they do. For sure. Like sometimes it's gangbusters like all oh, they want this like this is crazy good. But very, fight. very rarely. It's more like it turns a five fish day into a 12 fish day. That, that's what it did. Right. Honest. Right. And like not a real quick 12 fish day like god dang that thing is like doing all right. Like you maybe don't always even notice like well at least the jig wrap guy's got one going you know. I, I feel like that's what it does for me quite often these days. This, well, I haven't even, I haven't had like a jig wrap defined day this year, but last year that's, I'd say like the last two or three years, that's what it's been doing. Mm-hmm. Like where you kind of scratch out a good day. Right, with, that's what we did. Right, with a jig wrap pulling its weight, you know. like More than its weight, right. really. I mean, how do you, how do you outfish a leech? I don't know. I don't it, know do, it does. It does. I think, yeah. How was Reek, Dan? Um, Leech has been, I, well, we've had a pretty mirrored week, I would say, and, like, we've been sharing a lot of information, and um, I feel like I can overcome, because it's still early June, you can overcome, like, a few things going against you yesterday, Yesterday was 90, calm, clear, and I couldn't do it. Today was 90, 
pretty clear and with windy. some wind. And it was a great day. Yep. I think you could probably do the same thing with 90, cloudy, and calm. I think you could do the same thing with, like, normal-ass weather for freaking early June and it's anything. stupid outside. Yeah. So, um, I've had a couple, like, slowish days on, on leech. Yesterday was for sure a slow day. I think we caught seven, and three of them were short, and we fished for, it was supposed to be a full day. And it was not a full day because it was freaking miserable to mm-hmm. be anywhere. I mean, the lake is generally the most comfortable place to be. Right. It's still like, I mean, the water is getting warm, but you still, you're still, if it's 90, you're still getting like the refrigeration. Um, 20 degrees cooler. Yeah, of being on the water. And it was, I was fishing with Farmer Bob and his granddaughter Bailey. And Bailey is like a diehard. And Bailey at about two o'clock was like, think we've been fishing long <laughs> and so we cut it cut it a little short um so that was a tough one but then today like most people would say like this is the same day as yesterday but we had a seven mile an hour seven to ten mile an hour wind mm-hmm. and they were biting pretty good um the littles i've been on the littles twice and they have not been super good to me which surprised me both times both of them were like well no, one of them was a pretty fishy day, uh, big big south wind, and like love well, a big south I wind out there. Bought a pint of minnows again, thinking that we would burn through most of the pint of minnows, and that didn't happen. Um, and then I had uh, a group that did real well the first day, and then we fished a little the next day and um, caught a few. Didn't find. Very many. I don't even think you and I have talked about this. No, I don't lake, even know where you went. A lake where we usually can find bunches. Really? I found two bunches, and they were pretty small bunches. Uh-oh. So I think maybe it's just a hair early, hoping that things change, but I was pretty surprised by that. And then, like, reach has been, like you described, like, nothing is nothing is long-lasting right now. Um, fish are, I'd say, like... Last last week was probably like the peak of the spring season, and we talked about it last last week on the phone. Mm-hmm. And both you and I were very hopeful, like the best is yet to come. But I think we were unfortunately very wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. We, we talked. I think it was on a Sunday or Monday. It was this past Sunday or Monday, and fishing was very very good. Mm-hmm. Like I went out by myself and caught eleven mm-hmm. in an hour and a half. I went to just new spots, went to hump, to hump, to hump, and I caught fish doing everything anyway. There's fish here. We're going to catch them. Bing, right. bing, bing, bing. Right. And that has stopped. Uh-huh. There's not even, there's not fish on every spot yep. where there was prior. Yep. Like you couldn't drive a rock point and not find, here's some walleyes. Mm-hmm. Now, like today, I drove for like three hours and then we fished hard the last hour sure we didn't catch a fish until 10 o'clock and my trip ended at 11 no we didn't have a bite no shit i drove and drove luckily it wasn't my gas (laughs) that's true story though i think we fished two spots because i saw maybe five fish on that on a spot and i knew i shouldn't but i had to stop Right. Like, these guys can't take this anymore. Yeah. I can't take this anymore. Right. But it took a lot of discipline. That's good. Good for you, man. It That's... wasn't good for me. I was going to start freaking out if we didn't start catching them. <laughs> and then I found a good I found a good pod, and that saved the day. Sure. Yeah, I've been, like, this morning, my crew this morning, I said, like, got an okay spot number one plan. Like, I'm almost certain they're going to be there, but they're, they very, they very often don't bite even though they're there um which is another like point we'll we should talk about the inactivity of some fish yeah and the fact that they don't move Mm -hmm. is like that bugs me a bunch i would rather they just get the hell out of there yep because there are fish in a similar situation not very far from them that get the hell out of there yep um but do you think it's their proximity to available deep water i don't know dude what are they doing so like we're talking about a school of fish that uses 
like nine to eleven feet of water. Mm-hmm. They're maybe twenty or thirty yards from some real deep water on our side of the lake. It's relative. It's what twenty five. It's twice as deep as what they're sitting. Yep, and they lay there all of the time through this time of the year, all of the time. I I have yet to drive it and not see them in there. You think it's proximity to food because they're clearly eating crayfish. Um, my live well still stinks from what they're puking up. I don't know. That could be it. But the other fish that I'm that I was referencing were laying in nine to eleven feet of water, at like as soon as we got there, and then we fished them for forty five minutes and caught a couple, and then there were fish. I assume the same fish, uh, in like fourteen to seventeen feet of water on the break line. Uh, like adjacent, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think they're maybe shifting out, and we got a fish or two there. I had thought like, oh, I should probably pull spinners on these fish because that they were they were like lined up on that break line. Left them for an hour, came back, nowhere, nothing, not a walleye to be found. Do you think that's the difference between Will fish and Dan fish? Because Will fish would lay in nine feet of water. <laughs> Dan fish would be like, this sucks. Get me out of here. I think that's what the whalefish are doing too, though, when it's 90 degrees and they're choosing to stay in 10 feet of water. They just want to suffer. Yeah. They just want. They're going to suffer and not bite. The martyr. Yeah. Let's bail hay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what they're doing. Sitting in a big flat. Bunch of weeds there. I don't know, man. It's pretty interesting, the difference, different. I had some time. It's okay. I had some time. Uh, the last two days, uh, yesterday I had like a list of excuses, right? Like I don't, why they're not biting because it was 90 and calm and all that stuff. But I had some time yesterday and today where I was like, I have no idea what's going on with these fish. Like, is there a bug hatch going on? There's bait everywhere. They have vacated a bunch of these deep rocks. The fish, there's one group of fish that is like staying still on like a shallow sand flat. Where they should absolutely right. snap. There's another school that was on a shallow sand flat that vacated. There were some fish on like scattered boulders in 15 feet that have vacated. Like what the hell is going on here? And I, I don't know. Luckily, today was just much simpler and they bit a little bit better. Um, I, today was the first day I found fish with, with mayfly larvae. In them, I think they're, I think they're fish fly larvae though. You think they're midges? No. Or do you think they're the big hexagenias? No. So, I don't even know what the bug actually is, but there was a big fish fly, quote unquote, hatch that's not a mayfly, like the last two days on leech. Okay. And I saw flats of them on the surface, but they're not mayflies. Um, but I don't for sure like fish are eating those things there's no way they're not eating those things so like bugs are certainly like in play now right it's not the big hash that is going to happen in like nine days less than with this heat can't cannot wait nine days yeah unless we get seven inches of rain unless we get nine inches of rain like bismarck got right that's it's not going to happen yeah but anyway news News around here. That's all it is. That's it, right? I think that's it. Like we're we've had generally good fishing with a couple like hiccups in there. Yep. And um, it's a far different year than it was last year. Yep. And I think that's what we'll hit after the break. Okay. This week's episode. The secret of while I talk is brought to you by Secret Lake Tackle. Uh. This ad is very, very timely. If you haven't yet, you need to be in Longville at the One Stop or Full Stringer buying Secret Lake Tackle custom painted spinners. We got crawler harnesses. We got single hooks for leeches, and he's even got Aberdeens for pond minnows. So that's actually something that a lot of walleye guys overlook. But it's a secret. Uh, Paul... 
pull a fat head on those sometimes, and you'll catch some walleyes. Um, stock up on your Secret Lake Tackle spinners. This is spinner season. You're trying to solve 90-degree weather. It starts with Secret Lake Tackle. Last year compared to this year, we can keep this kind of short, I guess. Last but. year was we had a rainy, cool, wet spring. It was uh, like your favorite spring ever, except you couldn't fish out of that dam. I know. But uh, this year's quite the opposite. We are now in the Serengeti in the dry season, and it's hot. Real hot. But I don't know if I've break. ever seen this before. Yep. We've got one cool day on Friday, and then next week... What cool is in, like, 79? Yeah. And then it's back into the 90s. Cool. That'll break the humidity. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, where would you rather be? Would you rather be stuck somewhere on the lake when it's 90? Jumped in. When? Two days ago. While you were guiding? No. But I jumped in. You've been in the water. I did. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's significantly warmer. Things are going to be a little ahead of... I think, I think you're They're wrong. They're super though. ahead. Mm-mm. Super ahead. Wrong. No. I think you're wrong, man. No. When's the last time you caught a fish on pelican in six feet of water? Uh, Eight feet of water. The Leech Lake Tournament. Or the One Stop Tournament. Which was the second... Week of season. Jeez. Which is right. not normal because you should still be catching some in uh, eight, nine feet of water. I don't think you're right. No. I am super right. When do the spots usually dry up? Memorial Day weekend. Memorial weekend is when everyone has lots of them. Two weeks later. Where are we right now? Before two weeks after Memorial. They should absolutely be here. There should be fish on Pelican. We should be crushing them. When's the last time you and Bob, last year, you and Bob McCullough went on a shallow jig mission? Do you remember when that was? We did a podcast in your truck at Pikedale Lodge. I don't remember. It was like June 23rd. And you're like, man, this might be the last jig in middle by weekend. No way. Yes, it was. Absolutely. Right, I'll look it up. You're right. We should keep better track of this because you, you might be right. But the minnow thing is done. Super done. I haven't had minnows for a day. Yeah, I bought them this morning. I wasn't going to. I was going to go it alone. I was going to not put a minnow cooler in my boat, and then I'd bail. I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm too big of a win. <laughs> bought two dozen spots and uh, half scoop of fatheads, and they all died in the cooler. We never, I, never even, I never even put one on a hook today. Um... Okay, maybe you're right. Last year, would, we were we didn't have a good jig and a minnow thing last year either, though. We complained about that a bunch. For sure, but it was a hell of a lot cooler. But the jig and minnow thing didn't matter. Like, didn't matter. Mm, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. But you did it. But you had a bite. We both had a bite. Super shallow. That stayed longer than... You're right about the shallow thing. I feel like it's a horse piece, though, because I had, and I think there's, like, you gotta, like, how do I want to say this? I've been thinking about this quite a bit. So my least productive thing on Leech Lake thus far this year has been a Lindy rig and a leech. And that is not, it might be true for you, but it is not true for the majority of the anglers that we interact with. Like, most people said, would say, they had a pretty normal rig and leeches season. I do not feel that way at all. You don't either. It, well, if we think about it in a percentage, like it usually catches like 20% of my fish. But now I'm running it 50% of the time, so it catches like 40% of my fish. Mm-hmm. But I'm catching it. Most of my fish are coming on crawlers as far as live bait goes. And I don't even usually have a crawler in the boat right now. Maybe I have a dozen crawlers. Usually it's split leeches, minnows, right now. Right. And, and, I, and I had, like, to substitute for that, I was jigging minnows on deep rocks. Like, casting minnows or vertically jigging minnows on deep rocks. 
So like I got a little bit of the satisfaction out of the I like it's it you're right that it's different than like the shallow water thing, but that that lasted for a week for me and that's like a pretty good chunk of time in early June to be catching walleyes on minnows. Don't you think they showed up there in good numbers earlier than they did last year? Not that much though. Memorial Day is usually yeah, when they like just it is. just show up and then the first week in June is like prime time. And then it usually like I think it lasts longer. Mm-hmm. Um, How long do you think it's gonna last? I don't know. It till the bugs. And then maybe like a week into the bugs. So I hope I think we have it, that long. Hmm? I really hope we have that long. I, I hope you're yeah. I, I'm very much like on the optimistic side of things. I have way too many that. trips on leech for them not to go through the bugs. <laughs> I got full They'll days. bite through the bugs. Like, we, if you listen to the ad, like, six minutes ago, it is for sure going to be spinner season here um, real quick. Put the spinner rods in the boat mm-hmm. yesterday. Yep. No, today, because I just got my boat back seven hours ago. Yeah, I think it's going to be spinner season real quick. Mm. So, very different year, but not, I don't know, man. Dude, I think it's way ahead. Way ahead. The only thing I hope for, they're going to be big minnows sooner. When can we, all right, so this brings up, this is a controversial topic in the little I know. talk world. You got you to gotta either clarify. In, you either have to clarify or better inform us, or give us a source we can reach out to about the the whether or not you can buy big minnows. So, I have two sources that I find firm, trust, not that firm, uh, that I trust, and that I really take seriously. Um, These are bait guys, I assume. Bait guys. One guy's name is Nick. Don't call that guy. Uh, don't don't look him up either uh, for your own safety. <laughs> Trappers are a bit different, um, and he fits the mold. But if you have a broken Evan Rude, he might be able to help. Yeah. Okay. The or other a, guy. Or a 30-inch amount. Or a 30-inch amount. He's got a mount of a pike with coyote teeth in the, in its mouth. <laughs> Looks super cool. <laughs> Beside the point. The other guy's Dean. Dean will tell you, um, back when he started trapping cricks, which is where they catch red tails, creek chubs, uh, pearl dace, um, the good minnows that River we want. River minnows. River minnows. The good ones we want. You could go out and catch them, especially if you work your way from the south to the north, that they just started to vanish. And... Uh, the way he described it to me was like the buffalo hunters, right? The buffalo hunters didn't know the buffalo were gone. They thought buffalo would just come from Canada. Can't run out of them. And then what happened? Ran out of buffalo. Buffalo stopped coming from Canada. Yeah. It's the same thing. They're working their way north, and there's nothing coming from Canada. So that's what I have for a basis. Sure. It's not firm, cut, defined data, but that's the information I have. Gotcha. And I believe them because I don't have good data. Sure. Other than that. Yeah. I would, I, I know that like, well, this is like everything in the fishing world. It's a bit anecdotal, but like the, the Brainerd area guides rely very heavily on big minnows because, and this is one guide's perspective that I know. Uh, there's just so much bait fish, there's so many little perch that, like, you can't do a crawler thing mm-hmm. that they, like, if you want to try to catch a walleye in the middle of the summer, and you're trying to specifically target them, that the only option is a big minnow. So, that would make sense, right, that 30 miles south of us, that, like, supply has been somewhat depleted, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're maybe reaching out to other bait trappers further around that, can provide them and now like the big minnow thing is it's not like a new concept but it's far more popular in our region now than it was 
five years ago. Right. If you look at those things on your on your dash, uh, they've gotten so much better at seeing fish that now we don't aimlessly drift in the cabbage or in the weeds. Now we're targeting fish in very visible areas, and we can hover those fish. We know those big minnows are sitting there in front of those fish, and they can't help it. Mm-hmm. they got to eat it. Right. So when, the, the other question is, when can we respond? If, if this is an issue, when can we responsibly From like this week on. From this week on. Like not generally, but with the water temps, they're spawned. They're done. They're ready. Okay. Get so just shameless. Because I like to eat a couple red tails mm. like every morning. Just so you know what they taste like for the walleyes. Yeah. Yeah. Sacrificial almost. Right. Yeah. You just butter them. Yeah, I just fry them with some eggs. Mm, smegs. Smegs. Mm, interesting. It's good. Mm, interesting. You drink some milk? No. How about... You're going to be in a boat all day. You're going to be drinking a glass of whole milk? Smilk. Yeah, it's too hot to drink smilk. Yeah. Do you have smice? I'm not putting ice or mice in my milk. No, smice. What the hell is wrong smice. with you? All right, we have to take a break now. You need to get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Muskie House Marine in Longville, Minnesota. Uh, I personally had an issue with my motor tilt and trim. I brought it into the Muskie House. They got it fixed in a very timely manner. The price was very good for what I had done. Uh, I so I also lost my uh, wheel jack. They conveniently had one. Uh, I didn't lose it. It it got uh, uh, bounced off, I guess. Anyway, they had one. They installed it in a in a super timely manner. So if you've got some issues with your outboard engine, with your you know any sort of a boat, go and do yourself a favor. Go in. Talk to the guys in the muskies. They'll help you out as best they can. Oh, what's happening this week? What are you Hot. Doing? But what are you? How are you gonna catch them? Cold. Oh wait, no. <laughs> sorry. Are you naming temperatures? Yes, correct. <laughs> Where I'd rather be. Uh, no, uh, I'm. I put the spinner spinner rig rods in the boat today. Um, that's spinner rigs, landing rigs, chicken wraps. Those are the three things I'm going to do, and I have no idea where I'm going to find them. I wish I had some better insight. Yeah, I think what you're really getting at is that they're not going to be where they were last weekend. They, well, they very well could be where they are, where they were last weekend, but I would... Just drive, man. If you have graphs that you trust, drive and drive and drive and drive. And don't stop on four fish or five fish. Been there, uh, done that. Mm-hmm, me too. Doesn't work. Nope. Um, if you're on big water, you need to find either a collection of, like, lots of fish on a in a small area and rig them or fish them with a bobber or a jig rat, or you need to find... Uh, like smattering of fish across a large area and pulse spinners. That's the solution. I don't know that there's anything else. I tried some like kind of clever stuff uh, the last couple days. Well, it was not that clever. I thought it would maybe be clever. It would be clever if they bit it, but it, they didn't bite it. <laughs> what were you doing? Well, um, this is not my idea. Um... I had fished it because of two other people who are real good fishermen that had some success with it. I was fishing, like, a single split shot with a bear hook and a leecher night crawler. <clears throat> like a real simple Lindy rig, essentially, mm-hmm. without a sliding weight. And I wanted to cast it at shallow fish. Mm. Because in my mind, that sounds like a real great idea. Mm. And it did not do that well. Mm-hmm. 
I think it could. In fact, I, I know it could. But... Elevation has to be a little bit of a problem. I think it would be, if you're doing, if you're going to cast it and retrieve it, you have to do it painfully slow. Mm-hmm. Point two. Painfully slow. It's much easier to go point two with the motor than mm-hmm. it is with your body. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh-huh. But... I think those are those are the options, and they're gonna be out there on leech like those fish are. They're not gonna do the like July thing where they like are all over everywhere, and it's hard to put together a pattern. There there will be like clusters of fish where you can do one of those two things, um, but if you take like a a template of it, right, like this rock pile. Usually on June 14th has bunches of walleyes. There's a very good chance there will not be bunches of walleyes there. And there's also a good chance that there's going to be like maybe too much bait there. There's a pile of bait. Too, too much bait sometimes. And then the Has that been thing, a problem for you in the past? I don't think so, but I'm starting to wonder if I was like... Um, a bit naive in in years like this, maybe that I thought it was like the start of a bug hatch. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't really know what the difference is. But um, if you're doing the offshore stuff, like one thing that I think is is like worth noting is that if you're those high marking fish that mark really good. Have you gotten those to eat? Not that often. Me either. And I think the main problem, though, is that they're moving. All the time. All of the time. You find five fish up elevated, and you're like, this is a spot to fish. Mm-hmm. I might get a bite on that area. Not on that school of fish, mm-hmm. but on that area. Yep. So if you're going to try to target those suspended fish, the like high-marking fish, I think you need to be doing... like reactive stuff like power corking or sharp shooting and i bet you could get some fish doing that if you're if you're good at it but those fish are not the ones that are making my day the ones Even that if are I making my day roll over them like oh, i just happen to stumble on a school mm-hmm. of them that's those i don't get those fish to bite mm-hmm. i i said that two days in a row like oh we got some nice marks there's probably seven or eight of them under us mm-hmm those are 20 gen- minutes later. Those are generally real good bobber fish, and this year has not been that has not been the case. That has not been the solution. Newsflash. Given up on fishing. On fishing? Yep. In done. general? Done. All right. Just going to start spearing. Sorry. Spear. You spear make fishing. a good golfer, I bet. I got the cow sport. Yeah. Uh, break line fish have been far, far better for me. Like fish... And it's not like they're tight to the bottom. They're not laying belly on bottom. They mark like normal ass fish on most every lake. On leech, though, those suspended fish you used to. Uh, I mean, I've had years where like that's all I looked for, mm-hmm. and then um, you could catch bunches of them real quick. And this year has been a little different. The thing is, though, and I was talking with my customer about this today, like all fishing is is like a collection of anecdotal information. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what have we been dealing with through this period of time where we usually catch those suspended fish? A new fish? experiment? Well, no, we've been dealing with, like, 90-degree weather and lots of calm weather. Right. Like, they, if, if we had, like, a little bit of chop and it was 78 degrees, we probably would be, like, ranting and raving about picking on the suspended fish. I, I really do think that, like... They're active. They're clearly active. We're talking about seven days apiece since the last episode, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So we've got 14 days of fishing where you and I have been fishing at least once a day every day. So that's, it's just not that much information, you know? And if you take those seven days and make them calm, sunny, and hot, yeah, you're going to for sure struggle. This is exactly what you expect. Yeah, for sure. And the only good thing about it is that it happens to be early June and you can like sometimes solve the problem or figure out or find a school that's a little cooperative or something. Mm-hmm. Like if this was mid-July, we'd all be like, of course, this is what's happening. Right. I had a bite today. Right. 
but it's <laughs> it's early June, so it's it's just like limited information, you know, like limited data, and that's like all we have to deal with. And like, if you're listening to this podcast, you get a little bit more data because there's two dopes sitting in a boat at ten thirty at night, trying to figure out why the hell some of those wallets <laughs> don't bite. <laughs> Most of the lost wallets don't bite. Right. Right. One more break and we'll get out of here. Do it. This week's episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you by Woman Lake Lodge on the Woman Lake chain, of course. Um, Maybe something you don't know, though, is that Woman Lake Lodge is tucked into one of the more scenic bays on the lake. They're south-facing, which means you get beautiful sunrises. You get a nice break from the sun in the afternoon, and... They've got a great swimming dock. They've got a beautiful view. And, of course, they've got donuts. They've got apparel. And it's on one of the best walleye, crappie, and smallmouth lakes, not to mention northerns and some sneaky muskies on that chain. Super sneaky. Don't tell anybody. Uh, If you're looking for a fishing vacation, Woman Lake Lodge is a great choice. Okay, Dan. I got a real stumper. Okay. It's May 28th. You have to catch five walleyes over 18 inches in an hour and 20 minutes. Are you going to go to a big or are you going to go to a little? Big lake or little lake? A Longville, a little Longville area lake, are you going to go to a, the big lake? Are you going to go to Leech? Big lake. It's Leech Lake, Lake Leech Lake? You're yeah. going to go to the big or the lake? Okay. Is that bad? Cut it, let's do it again. Okay. Leaving it in there. No, don't leave it in yeah, there. I'm leaving it in there. Okay, let's do it again. Did okay. you start it? Yeah. Okay. Dan, it's August... 15. <laughs> you have to catch five mm. fish over 18 inches. Are you going to go to the, one of the little lakes around here? Or are you going to go to Leech? And how are you going to catch five over 18? Uh, little. For sure. And how are you going to do it? Uh, do I have the same time thing that you put on the first one? Mm, it's going to be a morning. It's going to be mornings. All right. So, a four-hour morning? Yep. All right. Yeah. No. No? Two-hour morning. <laughs> you, got five, five, you got a five-fish sketch. You can, you can do it in two hours. All right. Little tons lake, of times. Little Lake, Regan, Big Minnows, the whole time. The whole time? Uh, what if you see a school of fish? Well, there's always, there's always, in August, yeah, yeah. right here, right next to my captain's chair, mm. What, what do you think lays here all of the time? Mm, probably 16,000 jigs and leeches. No, no. 16,000 jigs and night crawlers. 16,000 jigs. I, I don't know if I'd book a trip mm, with this guy. Tell me. It's a jig wrap. It's oh, a, really? It's a number seven GYP. Really? Number five, or number seven, or number nine, or number five, or number seven. Probably number seven. GYP right there. And anytime the screen looks crazy good, yeah, dude, I'm going to maybe... Pitch a jig wrap around. No way. Yeah. How long do you think it takes you to do it? You got you got two hours to catch five. And then if I'm done, I'm done. You're done, you're done. Oh. You get to go play beanbags. Or put out a car fire. Can you give... Just... A <laughs> <laughs> uh, story for another time. That's a great story. We'll put out a car fire. I think it's... I did not. Me. I'm just like a generic... Generic uh, August 15th day. It's probably going to take me like 10 days. 10 days? To catch five. What do you got all year? Alright. Yeah, I'm going to say 10 days. <laughs> Relax. It took you less days to win the Leech Lake tournament. I don't think you, you won did. it in like 8 in my book. <laughs> I think I said 25. I know, I think you did an 8. <laughs> yeah. All big minnows though. I think I'd be. Up here. Yep. And it would just depend on... I think it could happen... How many fish? Five fish? Five. 
Yeah. It could happen in, like, 20 minutes. Or, <laughs> For sure. Or it could take me 10 days. It takes you one spot, or it takes you all of the spots. Yep. All the time. Yeah. Can't miss a fit. I wonder if other people have that experience. That one is very much that way for me. I hate it. Sometimes I get up. This is one of our little Longville lakes. I get up there, and I, like, I always feel like I'm gambling a little bit when I go up there. Because it's a dump. No, man. And I can't catch a fish there. That lake is awesome. It's not that awesome. It's great. Nope. We just got to find a few more spots. I hate it. Anyway. Sometimes I go up there and I check like spot number one, two, three, and I know I have I've made a very bad choice. <laughs> it's either it's a switch. It's either all on or way off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that is about it, but it that's certainly true. I hate it. Oh, but man. I'll take you there. Call me. I'll take you there, like. If you call me in July or August, I'm going to take you there like 30% of the time. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if that's great for business. Me saying like 50-50. We'll take you there if you win the contest. We'll probably be there. We will certainly be there because yeah. we want to rig big minnows, and we want to show you the best time possible. If Dan's driving the boat, we get sh- we got a shot. I don't know. We caught a couple with you driving the boat. If you watch our YouTube channel, which we have like six vi- six mediocre videos Do we really? On, um, we've got like six videos on there. I, not that many. Anyway, uh, one of them, the big rigging Big Minnows was up there. We mm-hmm. had a nice day. That was, that was a super nice day. Yeah. The yeah, other was one was like, fly fishing walleyes. That was clearly my spot because it was like two feet of water. Yeah. And it was super cool. But also the rigging big minnows was super cool because it took nine of Dan's spots. Yeah. I thought I had a adventure. I have one more thing. Oh, my goodness. Remember when I got a loop way back to the beginning? Dang it. People are not going to be listening anymore. But anyway, uh, we had the whole Skeeter boat discussion and how they're, they're fine boats. Correct. Uh, a guy that I'm going to go ahead and call my friend now, Jens Kotke, he's, uh, we're, we're actually going to be fishing out of his, uh, <clears throat> what, is, what does he run? Oh, yeah, he runs a warrior. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Um, on Lake the Woods in August, he said to me, and I feel like this is just too good not to share, he, there's a quote that says, like, you should never love something that can't love you back, Right. For sure, yes. And what he said to me is, the person who came up with that quote, that you should never love something that should never love you back, never owned a warrior boat. <gasps> so good. Oh. So good. Let's you guys don't say stuff like that. Oh, dang. All right, parting words. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Uh, We'll see you next week.